Imagine a magnificent life where you can master anything you want to, where time is not a barrier. Struggles and challenges you face can be overcome. You can create ultimate control and access higher potential that brings joy and fulfillment in your life. To achieve this, we must first empty our mind to be open for new possibilities before we can launch into infinite heights. In the words of Zen master Shinryo Suzuki, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few. Join me, the maestro Vincent Chang, as we uncover the secrets to going from zero to infinity. All right, welcome everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zero to Infinity. I'm so excited to have a very, very special guest, Claudette King Kulas. Her brother actually really changed my life, and that's the whole reason I'm here. So I'm so excited to have her on board. I'm going to introduce her, and then we're just going to get to a place where we talk about our stories and share how she got to where she is, you know, based on challenges, based on people along the way, and hopefully to share her message. A lot of you might benefit and, and want to even reach out to her. So she's an accomplished and dynamic leader, a successful entrepreneur, a respected elected official for five consecutive terms, three of which were as mayor of the city of Gloucester and a powerful media personality in Canada's capital. She's known for telling it as it is, and she's hosted her own public affairs t- TV show on Rogers Television, the host of Raising Kane. And for four decades, Claudette has mentored aspiring women, and men to a more fulfilled life. She's passionate about helping women achieve and reach their dream life and feels strongly that women bring unique and exciting ideas to any decision-making table and are more expressively and more responsibly in nurturing when things get tough. She's the author of Ladies Take Your Place, Leave Your Mark Politically, Professionally, and Personally. Claudette shares her public and private life experiences, challenges, and wisdom. And so here we are. We welcome you, Claudette. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you. Vincent, I'm just delighted to be here and honored that you thought of me as you are growing and expanding your own services and your own business. And yet you have time to contact me and uh, let us have this opportunity together. I, I thank you very much for that. Oh, it's truly an honor. I feel like in this space and time, especially what we've gone through, where we've been isolated and, and disconnected, here's more, so much more important to begin that collaboration, the networking. Let's make it a win-win situation versus, you know, the lose-lose or the win-loss that we're used to. So I'm so excited to hear more. And, and, you know, this whole podcast is about the zero to infinity. You know, we often get, you know, knocked down. Uh, hit rock bottom and for you to achieve so much in your life there must have been something along the way that that you said hey I want to change this I want to do something different you know so what inspired you you know you're here wanting to help women especially women because what made you you know say this is what I want to do with my life well first of all who writes a book for the first time at 72 you know (laughs) but I figured I better do it because I don't have that much time left and I want to help uh, more passionate women um, make a difference in their life 
and in the lives of others and who probably just don't know where to start. So they sit back. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have less than 30% of women who are in corporate executive positions or who are representing us at the government, federal government level in, in Canada, at least, and across the globe. We represent more than 50%, and yet we're not at even 30% at those decision-making tables. We need more women CEOs. We need more women presidents. We need more women prime ministers. And so I thought the opportunity arose when I retired from my last position as a justice of the peace for um, the Ontario Court of Justice. I wanted to write about politics as I was involved in it. I wanted to write about mental health because I was subjected to that. And I wanted to help women get off the couch and do their thing. And people say, oh, well, you must be in, you must want quotas. No, no, no. I don't want quotas. I want women to have the guts to go and put their name on a ballot. I want them to have the confidence in themselves to apply to be on the board of directors of this corporation or that corporation or get in front of a camera and talk about your story. So those are the things that I wanted to do. And along the way, when I was in my early 20s is when I started my careers and I've had, uh, I think, four or five distinctive careers. And it, there's a funny little story that, and this is true, it's a true story, that I applied to be a part-time receptionist at the Town Hall of Gloucester, Ontario. Now, that would have been 1975. And I'll come back to that date because it was significant. I had decided after leaving the insurance industry, I decided to stay home and see if I could get pregnant and have a baby, start a family. Well, it wasn't happening. And so a couple of years later, or a couple of months later, I mean, I applied for this little job. I thought, let it keep me busy. Town hall's not far. So I went and they said, oh, I'm sorry. Even though you're bilingual and you can type all kinds of words, you really don't qualify for this job. Okay. So I got called in to um, a couple months later to be in the tax office. And and then I was invited to work in the mayor's office. And I thought, hmm, I like this. I like being the center of what everything that's happening. And so I worked in that for three years and then thought, like, I could do this. So I went back to school at night to take public administration and um, human resources management, financial management, and um, thought, I may not qualify for receptionist, but I sure as heck going to try to get on that council. And I did. And I, I did it. I had three terms as a counselor and that little unqualified receptionist decided to become mayor of that same city. (laughs) And I did win three terms in a row. So five consecutive, uh, six, five consecutive elections. And so that was a big story at our Christmas parties, right? 
that mm-hmm. <laughs> our mayor didn't qualify as a receptionist. And we had a lot of laughs. And uh, no, I didn't fire the guy who didn't give me the job. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he um, felt the bruises, I think. And, but it was all in good fun. I mean, you, you do what you got to do. So that was my dream job, Vincent, you know. And I came out before I got into, got elected for the first time. I had suffered three psychotic, severe nervous breakdowns, deep Mm. depression, deep black hole. And I remember the doctor telling me as I was getting better that if I had been that sick 10 years before, they would have locked me up and thrown away the key. Wow. So like that's scary, really scary stuff. And so I had three breakdowns before the age of 25. Hmm. And uh, it was debilitating, of course, but I am where I am today, having had successful careers following those traumatic events. And so I'm here to say, if you're depressed, if you're down, if you're stuck, it does not have to be a life sentence. You're not alone. There are people such as yourself, Vincent, who help individuals who are depressed, who are stuck, who are just don't know what direction to go into. Anxiety, for example, is a big one, especially since COVID, right? But they, there is help out there. You help them. I help them. I help them not in the same capacity as you, but because I've been through it, I can spot depression. You know, I can feel it in someone. And so it has helped me help them over the years in the careers that I've had, especially in the courts. You know, many people who would come before me had a mental illness. They weren't career crooks. They weren't going to break the law every second day. No, no. They were sick. It wasn't jail they needed. They needed somebody like you to talk to, to be able to dig in to like a deep dive to find out what's the root cause of their sickness and help them out of these depressions rather than throw them in jail. So because I went through what I did, I was able to help. But on the bench, I couldn't talk about that. I couldn't talk about the fact that I was really, a really sick back in those days. And because the stigma is still so real, it's so prevalent. You know, even today, like it's 2022, when we we went through COVID and you'd think that having gone through that, people would realize that mental illness is just the same as any other disease. And it needs to receive the support and the human resources and the financial resources that any other illness receives, you know. And people, individuals who are so generous with their time and their money to continue to support the research for mental illness and so on. And um, so that's one thing that I really wanted to do. So my I've chosen... Women for Mental Health at the Royal, 
It's the hospital in the nation's capital. And I support their women's health programs with the, I share the proceeds of my book and my book journey with that hospital. Oh, that's such beautiful. What an amazing story. And thank you for sharing, you know, you know, that vulnerable piece about, yeah, we, you know, just because oftentimes we see the result of where we're at now, oh, you're successful, you're at peace, you're happy, you're joyful. We don't realize that we've gone through a lot of pitfalls, a lot of challenges that would have made us quit even. And that's what we can share. That's the help. Like, has to be, I think this, this whole journey is about belief. You know, yes. you believed you could be mayor. And yes. someone believed, couldn't believe you could be a receptionist. It's like yeah. that little concept can yeah. sh- shift your entire reality. Totally. And I think the message here is believe you can ask for help. Believe that yeah. someone will be there. And once you do, you begin this road of recovery, of, of taking back power yeah. in your life. Because when yeah. we're in that rock bottom, we feel like we have no power at all. We have no power. We have no focus. We can't concentrate and we don't understand that there is help out there. Not for me. I'm, I'm too sick. I'm, so there's nothing out there that's going to help me. And you and I both know what's happened during COVID in terms of mental illness and suicides. Like it's just skyrocketed and um, it doesn't have to be. But how do we? as a collective, get rid of that stigmatism, that shame, that guilt, and that fear of exposing yourself so that you can get help, you know? And so many people are still out there not realizing that they can be empowered, they can be successful, they can be happy. I mean, if I can do it, You know, and I don't have any big initials after my name, none whatsoever. I got college and that's it. And a lot of experience, a lot of background and passion. Find your passion. You know, I say find your passion, find your coach, your mentor who you can lean on and believe in yourself, focus on what inspires you, and then dare yourself to take a risk on yourself. And when you're in a deep depression, that's hard to do. But it's not as hard to do if they have someone like you or myself to lean on and to, so that they will let you see that you matter. Even though you may be not well right now, let us help you. Let us help you to see that there's you're not alone and there's all kinds of opportunities. I mean, I lost my last, I lost my first election because I wasn't organized. And I just knew I wanted to be on city council and make decisions. And so I lost my first election by less than one vote per poll. So like that was kind of hard to take. And so the second time I won my election and I got 90% of the vote. And so it was two terms as counselor and then three terms as mayor. 
And was I scared? You betcha I was scared. Even though I felt like I, I knew it all. And that was my downfall the first time. I thought I knew it all. I didn't have to get all organized. But no, you got to unpeel the onion and do your homework and your due diligence and no matter what you do. And you know yourself, if it's not scary, it's not worth it, right? Even though it's so easy to back away and say, oh, well, I'll, I'll procrastinate and, and I'll let that go on the shelf and I'll, I'll get back to that. But right after I lost the first election, I started my next campaign and I was organized to the hilt. And that's why I won. And then, uh, of course, we had amalgamation in Ottawa, as there was in the Toronto GTA area. And I ran for the big city mayor. And I came in second. So what do I do now? I've been in politics for 20 years. Uh, I'm all by myself. And the phone's not ringing. And I don't have to jump out of bed to go get something done. It, that was a difficult thing to get used to. Because when you're mayor, you're surrounded all the time. You're making quick decisions. And so I was approached to have my own television show. Now, as mayor, you have a call-in show once a month and constituents call you and say, what about this pothole? And what about that stop sign? And those kind of things. And so that was easy. But when they said, we want you to have your own personal call-in show. Like, was I scared? I was trembling in my boots. But I thought, why not give it a try? What, what have I got to lose? And I started as well to study coaching with Thomas, the late Thomas Leonard, who uh, was the founder of the coaching industry, actually, and who founded ICF, the Coaching Institute Federation of Coach University. And so I had some clients doing that. And then my TV show, and then somebody called me about having my own radio program, a call-in program. I thought, oh my goodness. So I, I did that. And then I got the call to, to write a column in the daily newspaper. So I had three media gigs going on at the same time. I was having a ball. And you know, that's like a cliche. When one door closes, one opens. But like, that's exactly what happened to me. I was no longer in the life that I adored, absolutely adored being in politics. And if I wasn't the terrible age that I'm at right now, <laughs> I'd jump right back in. I really would. And just as an aside, I did get a call a few months ago inviting me to run for mayor of the Capitol again. <laughs> No, no, I've done that. And, uh, but I, it was, it was kind of, it really fed my ego, right? That someone would remember after 20 years and thought that I could serve again my community. But there are different ways you can serve. And that's what I've been doing. And so I had these three gigs to do and I was doing coaching at the same time. And then, and I, you know what I learned? This is the truth. This is so real. When I first became mayor, 
I took myself very seriously. I took the job that I had very seriously. And I sort of carried it to extremes. I would not go to the cottage on the weekend because my city would fall apart if I wasn't there. That's what I thought. (laughs) So I'd go to the cottage and I'd make sure my assistants all had my number handy. And I had my briefcase with all kinds of files in it. And I was finding I wasn't even looking at it, at my briefcase at the cottage, and nothing was happening to my city. And then I started bringing my briefcase, but just leaving it in the car. My city was fine. There wasn't blood on the streets. There weren't murders anywhere. And nobody was dropping dead because the mayor wasn't there. So you quickly learn not to take yourself so seriously. And I think that helped me. It was a lesson for me when I went into the media. So now I'm on the other side of the mic and the camera. And I was having a ball. I was having so much fun. And that's when I realized, Claudette, All that time you wasted worrying about yourself and worrying about the city, like it was all for naught, right? And so I learned to have fun while helping people on my television and radio programs. And that was a hoot. That was so much fun. A lot of work, a lot of work, but everything's got a lot of work. And then to be called by the attorney general to see if I would accept a position as justice of the peace. That was an honor, but I had no clue what I was supposed to do. I thought being a justice of the peace, all you did was marry people once in a while and then go home. No, you're in court, not five days a week, seven days a week. The court never closes. Accused persons in Canada are must appear before a justice of the peace within 24 hours of an arrest. So the courts are open 24-7. And we were in court every single day. And I did that for 17 years. I loved it. um, But I really saw another side of life, right? Mm -hmm. I saw depression. I saw addiction. I saw people being hurtful to children, people being hurtful to the most vulnerable, those who are addicted, those who are old. So that that was back to a more serious role than the the media stuff. And um, I wanted to write my book. I know that I wanted to help women make the, you know, be the CEO of their own lives and uh, make their own decisions and And I I don't believe that there just aren't enough women to do it. No, no. Because it's a man's world. And I don't mean that in any derogatory sense whatsoever, because I've coached men over the last 40 years, several of them. I've helped them get elected. I've helped them get their dream jobs. But women have to. I got to create the awareness that it's okay to be who you are. 
And that if you reach out and you blow it, so what? You've learned something, you know? And even if you think you could never get to where you have dreamt you'd like to be, you can do that. You can get there. And sometimes, like me, you haven't got a clue what you what's coming up around the corner. And so you sweat for a while and you're scared and then you pick up your boots. Okay, so I was sick. So what? I'm not sick now. I'm going to try this. If I flunk it, well, I flunk it, you know, and I'll start again like I did after the uh, two elections that I did lose. So it's it's been quite a ride. And I just want people to know that they can, if they have a coach and they're, they're passionate, don't waste that. Don't waste your life because there's so many opportunities. And if anybody knows that, it's you, Vincent. You know, I knew you when you're just starting off with your new business that you had. And look how you flourished and helped so many people. And it's an honor for me to call you friend. I can tell you that. Oh, that means so much. Thank you for just sharing this so much in this life that you've lived, especially this aspect around fun, you know, taking life so seriously. I think that's the stigma we want to break out of because like even right now, as we're evolving, I'm rediscovering, I'm, I'm making it a point. How can I enjoy myself? How can I have fun while helping people? It's like we have to do this job and you have fun later. Job means stress or job means serious and Mm -hmm. solve a problem. Let's build a new world. And if I were to ask, like part of my my journey in helping others and getting to know people and humans is, is that this male and female or man, woman, it's been this us against them for so long and power yes. and uh, I'm now exploring this aspect that we whether or not we're male or female born gender or either or or non-gender there's masculine and feminine aspects in us yep. and that we can cultivate and I feel like perhaps what do you think about having women tap into more of this masculine energy supporting their intuitive and and nurturing and emotional because to have power to go and break through and and achieve your dreams that's more of a a masculine type of energy right to take control and to do this so what's your experience been and how can we inspire some women to maybe integrate some of that well the gender thing is a reality out there and it scares off some women And it intimidates some men. And so if we did get together on the same team, we'd get exactly what you're talking about. You know, a more, a more productive, a more serene, a more peaceful world and life. And if we all had our own laser focused self-care plan Mm -hmm. look after us do your meditation do your exercise eat properly make sure that you're you're grateful inside all those things contribute to 
eliminating the gender thing and bringing people together. I have been helped by a lot of men, you know, who were not intimidated by successful women. And that's one area on the male side. And then you have women who become intimidated because it's what we call a man's world. And so we've got to shift, shift it back and bring it together and realize that the empowerment of us as humans can do so much good in this world if we only got our act together and realized that we're all on the same team. And whether you are male or female, it doesn't matter. My book is geared to women for only one reason, to try to get more women to pick up and realize those dreams that they, that's all they've done with is dream, right? And I want them to act on those dreams. I want them to focus on what inspires them. It may be John Doe down the street rather than Mrs. Brown that inspires them. And that's okay. Doesn't matter. And, you know, one thing I did, I always had a mentor, always. And I'm proud to say she's 101 years old today. And her, she is the former mayor of Mississauga, Ontario in Canada, who was known as Hurricane Hazel. And um, she graciously agreed to be my mentor for more than two decades. And at 101, she wrote the foreword in my book. I'll forever be grateful to this champion, you know, for doing that. And it didn't matter if I was crying or if I was in a excited mood or needed some, a shoulder, I could call her anytime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the greatest gift one can have and give is give of themselves. And Mayor Hazel did that for me. She gave me her gift of time and her wisdom. And I learned so much. And you know what else I did? I copied her. And I tell everybody, find those heroes, find those heroines around and watch them, study them and copy them. You don't become a fraud just because you do what another person does in terms of goodness, in terms of learning a new skill or anything like that. You're not a fraud. You're smart. And, you know, I copied everything I could. When I was mayor, oh, I was on to Hazel every day. And I didn't feel like a fraud. I didn't feel like I was committing plagiarism. I was serving my constituents in a way that they benefited a lot more than little old me could think of. I watched Hazel. I watched her every move. And some of the things that I did from watching her were very unorthodox in my community. And I can think of putting a commercial sign on top of City Hall. Somebody asked me if I'd lost my mind. And I said, no, 
that company wanted to put that sign for their ad- advertising their company. And mine was the highest building here, the city hall. So I said, they agreed to pay for my total cultural and artistic programs for the next five years. So there goes, my budget is freed up by a couple of million, if not more dollars over five years. And then I renewed it, gladly renewed it. But those are things that Mayor Hazel did, right? With her arts center. You have the Bank of Nova Scotia stairwell and the hall from TD Bank. And, you know, so copying people that you look up to, you're smart if you do that. And I'm not ashamed that I did it. (laughs) That's true wisdom. And this is what I call the zero state. And when I, you know, to master, to really follow a master, you have to be so humble to copy them, literally, because they've done the work. They've done decades. And if you truly copy them, and this is how I've been able to hack my own journey and you too, Mm -hmm. why why reinvent the wheel when it's already there and they've done the work? You just have to take that and and add to it and bring yourself into it after. Wow, it's it's amazing stuff. So but it's it's obvious to me though that more men do that than women. So Mm. that's where I come in and said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that niche, pick those uh, humans to step up to the plate on their own um, volition. And that's why I offer um, a free discovery call because they can learn so much in one call. Either, gee, I can do this. I don't need any help because of the direction that I've given them. Or they decide, geez, I've always thought of writing a book, say. And, but I, I just don't know where to start. So then they they work with a mentor or a coach and we get it done. So men have have mastered that, I think, a little more than women have. And that's why we say it's a man's world. But so I hope to even the playing field at some point without making it into law, but just having more women at those uh, corporate tables, at those decision-making tables. Because I remember His Excellency Kofi Annan, he was um, UN Secretary General and a Nobel Peace Prize recipient who said, there's nothing more powerful for development than the empowerment of women. So believe in yourself. You know, even if you haven't got a clue where to start, you haven't got a clue. Like when I ran for politics, I mean, a platform, what's a platform? I didn't know. You know, then you you learn, you talk to people and you say, what's on your mind? What makes you jump out of bed in the morning? Or what challenges you? What makes you cry? What makes you feel lonely? You learn so much. And, you know, through my book project, I'm sure it was the same with you, Vincent, that you talk to people to get some research, get some insights in the project, and you learn yourself. You learn so many things by talking to brilliant, passionate people that you come out the other end and and 
yes, you've got a book that can help others, but you've been helped in the whole process. That's the way I feel about it anyway. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Same here. And you have, you know, your wisdom about getting a mentor. I know full well how life-changing it is, and it's, it's a must, you know? So, and here we're about to wrap up, and I just want to really thank you for your experience and sharing. And yes, there are many women out there, you know, even men that are yes. looking for a mentor like yourself. You know, how can they get a hold of you? Well, they just need to email me at ladies take your place at gmail.com or my website is my name, ClaudetteCaneCoolis.com. And I'd love to offer your viewers a free discovery call with me and a free downloadable copy of my guidebook entitled Keychain to Success. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm sure so many were going to definitely contact you and I wish you so much more continued success. Keep sharing your vision, your love for people and helping them. And most of all, be curious. You know, this curiosity to learn, to improve is what gets us our potential, our dreams. Right. We need so. to be stu- global students, right? To what, even at my ripe old age of 39. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes, it's, it's all a mind concept. And, Absolutely. Uh, so thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to share before? Well, just uh, thank you for this opportunity to share my story. I truly do appreciate that, Vincent. And I'm so proud of where you've come, where you've landed, so to speak. And, and I'm sure you have another platform to get onto, to jump onto in no time. And from me to you, I wish you only great things. I know you're capable of it. That's so heartfelt and moving. Thank you so much, Claudette. And yes. Let's talk soon. Let's definitely talk soon. It's truly an honor. So thank thank you again. Until then, wishing you all the best success. Listeners, viewers, you know where to contact. You'll see it in our little description. Until next time, zero to infinity. You've begun this incredible journey to infinite mastery. To reach infinity, you must first get to zero. Be open to learn so that you can become a master in whatever you desire. Infinity is possible when you master and leverage time to your advantage. Subscribe to the Zero to Infinity podcast with maestro Vincent Chang to gain ultimate control and realize higher potential. Visit my website at vincentchang.ca and healthesource.com to learn more about creating success and balance in your life so you can master anything. Thank you.